Manis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear It Podcast. Daily music advice coming at you. Coming at you today, Peter. We are live again on YouTube. We've been loving going live on YouTube. You can go to our uh, Open Studio YouTube channel every Monday at... 4 p.m. Eastern Time, and yes. you can check us out and ask your questions of us, and then we will broadcast this on our podcast. And I've been loving these, man. We've had some great questions on YouTube, way better than Instagram. Way more interesting people yeah. on what, YouTube. What does that What does that say about uh, the Instagram demographic? I think, I think it's just the hipper uh, people on Instagram, but but nerdier it? nerds on YouTube. Right, is what I'm, right. I'm garnering here. We, yeah. we might be a little younger crowd too on um, on the IG. Not, not quite as experienced, not quite as seasoned veterans that are asking. These are some good questions. I still love you, Instagram. I don't hate you. I don't hate you. I don't hate you, Instagram. But, you know, we already have some good questions lined up, and uh, we can get right into it, actually. Let's get into um, it. So, let's see here. Oh, Vladimir has a great question to kick things off. Something about counting and how to establish swing, please. So, a counting to a tune can be... Wait, did you say counting? I like thought a, you said an accountant. An accountant. To swing and groove. I was like, forget about it. Well, accountant is <laughs> it's definitely an important part of any musician's arsenal right. of, of tools. You're going to need a arsenal. good one because yeah. we're usually uh, straight crap at accounting. <laughs> uh, if I'm being honest. No, I think... Count I think, in. I got it. Yeah, got he it. means okay. account in, which is an important thing. Yes. Um, but it doesn't have to be as strict as like a one, two, a one. one oh, you know my favorite is one, three... One, two, three. <laughs> That's, it's so logical and correct, but so annoying. It's so right? lame. It's so lame. Uh, the important part about anything, whether you're doing this, one, two, one, two, or you're doing something like, like, both of those can be accounting. Like, you can just start playing whatever you want, but the key to both those things you might have noticed, Vladimir, is that I came in with a solid sense of the time from the get-go. It yes. wasn't wishy-washy either way. I wasn't like, one, two, one, <laughs> right. two, three, four. Like, it wasn't that, and it wasn't like... Come on, let's go. You know, like, you're you're setting things up in a very clear way with the time. That's the most important part. That's like the opposite of the shoegazing. You're like the... You started gazing stargazing. to the sky. Stargazing. Yeah. Stargazing. Yeah, exactly. stargazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and I think that's good because, Vladimir, you're asking about establishing swing. It's got to be during the count-off or the introduction or just starting to play. Right. Really the same uh, kind of flow for all those. It has to be that that great combination of um, confidence and actual established time and swing already. That's right. So what I like to do, and especially when I was kind of more a little greener in this and, and trying to learn it more was really to, before I even started the count off or introduction was to sing in my mind, your mind's ear, my mind's ear, as it were, yeah. as it were, um, some of the tune or maybe the end of the tune or something like what the tempo. So, so it's established in me before I even start. Cause I hate that when people start like, they're like, eh, no, let's do a little, and I'm like, Oh, you got me going here. You know, where are you at? Like, yeah, exactly. don't start. Like once you start with the count off, you you're in charge you got to be confident it's kind of like if you're leading people on a hike and everyone's like not sure where you go it's like oh we're going this way right you got to be confident but you also have to be right you that's can't right. just be like let's go this way oh no no that's going off the cliff yeah so it actually is a great tip i think to take like five seconds right yeah. five ten seconds before you do anything that the band could hear or see yeah and just establish what's going to happen where do you want this to happen and vladimir you can so if you want to establish like a swing feel with someone, it's hard to do with just one. I mean, you could do like one, two, oh, 
to, like, to give <laughs> some kind of corny, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, corny ass swing count off. I want a shapadoo, right? You could We don't want that so much. No. So you might have to do some explaining beforehand, but like if you do what we were doing, you know, with the tune, I could explain the feel of of things from a confident count off, like. Like, I could just start the tune that way. And but you, is that a count-off? Well, but so... That's more by, of an intro. An intro. By starting yeah. the tune, right, in, in, in this way, right? Or I could go... And everybody knows that it's a little straighter, right? We're yeah. going to do an ECM straight eighth. Right, right, right. <laughs> right? Or I could do my shoegaze. Shoegaze? Oh, come on. <laughs> either gazer. way... He's a gazer. He's either a gazer. way, it's going to work. Either way, it's going to work. Yeah, but that's more intro. Like I say, he's asking uh, count off, but it's all good. Um, cool. All right, what else we got here? So we got a question from Nick. Hey, what are some things you guys do away from your instruments to improve as a musician? Mm. I already know listen is number one. Haha. <laughs> thanks. Hey. Well, guess what, Nick? We're still going to say listen, listen first and number foremost. One. Yeah. There's no more important thing you can do. No. There's no more important thing you can do. Uh, I've been really into creating playlists on a daily basis for like, here's my September 14th playlist and maybe it has 10 to 20 tunes on it. Yeah. Trying to mix in things that I know really well yeah. with things that I don't know at all. Right. Really trying to alternate between new music for me, new, new to me music. Right. Even if it's older, but like new to me music and things that I love. And that has been uh, a really beautiful, oh, we got a little picture in picture. You saw that? Uh, I was just seeing if you're paying really attention. really nice. I got toys here. Uh, that for me, I like just having, cause I realized like, so I have my vinyl, right? And I even have, I don't know if you know this, but I have a CD player on my home stereo setup. Oh, I love the hushed tones. Like it's 1996 up in this piece. Yeah. <laughs> but I love having all these these uh, options because CDs sound freaking sweet, man. They do. They, but, um, but I was going to say, like, I was thinking, like, how can I use Spotify in a better way right. to, like, to like make my life better, right? Yeah. As, as convenient as Spotify is and as much as I actually hate <laughs> having to use it, yeah. it is, like, for someone who grew up without all the music in the world at their fingertips, yeah. it's pretty awesome. Hey, Siri, play Art Blakey. I mean, I mean can we have imagined really that as ridiculous. children? ridiculous. <laughs> Remember, you just had to, like, covet, your, you know, the $20 Art Blakey <laughs> tape <laughs> yeah, right. or CD when you were a kid. Uh, and then save up for it, but now you'd like $20 a month and you have everything you could ever possibly want. But anyway, how do we get over the overwhelmingness of Spotify? Right. Create a playlist every day. Here's what I'm listening to today, and that's yep. it. Yep. Try that. That's been working great for me. I've been having some fun with the shared playlist too, you know, and we've got some, don't we have some, still have the Open Studio playlist up? Yeah, Open Studio has a Spotify that's channel. Right. We have all of our playlists on there. Go check them out. We have a ton of great ones. But the idea though, Nick, is that, and I know you already know, listen is number one. You have to make this a, a priority in your practice. Yeah. It's, this is part of your practice. Yeah. Um, it's got to be. Yeah. And, and if you want to actually consider like blocking off some practice time, like I have an hour of practice time, how about 20 minutes of listening to start your practice time? Mm. And that counts. That counts as good work. Me likey. Yeah. Me likey that. I would say one other thing uh, that, that pops to mind that I've done quite a bit of over the years practicing away from the instrument is singing. Um, this can take its its form in many ways but like what i would typically do is if i'm working on a tune or just thinking about a tune or certainly if i'm working on and learning a new tune is to 
go through a performance of that tune. And I'll usually do this when I go walk around. For some reason, it just flows easier. Yeah. And I'll imagine playing it on the piano, but then I'm singing and improvise, almost like accompanying myself, you yeah, know? Man. Uh, depending on your level of, I mean, I know you've been doing some vocal lessons. You're a fine singer, so you might be able to do this around people. I go to a very remote, deserted area of St. Louis to do this so that I don't offend anyone except for the animals. And we'll just go through and really try to sing. Like, And I, what I'm thinking about is like how the harmony feels. And I'm mm. really trying to nail a good improvised solo. And yeah. I find that I, I can reach different things. I mean, we do this at the piano. We talk about hearing and singing a solo at the piano while you're accompanying and then trying to really, you know, flesh that out and, and to learn that, be able to play that. But when you're totally away from the instrument, like really you're just relying on your ears and trying to create something. But then think about how you are going to transfer it back to your instrument once you get there. And it's so funny you brought this up. I was literally just thinking about this yesterday. I was on a long walk. I was singing to myself on the walk. I was, and I was singing, I was doing exactly what you're saying. Like I had a, a some chord changes in mind. And I was like, I remembered that when I was a kid, like in middle school, and probably even high school, I used to do this all the time. I used to just sing like, you know, you know, remember that? Remember yeah. being a kid and just making an ass out of yourself in front yeah. of everybody yeah. or drumming on your desk? Yeah. And how... But remember, but remember finding some funky stuff yeah. doing this, right? Yeah. And I remember finding like my sense of time. Yep. singing vocalizing yep. and drumming on things right to the to the to the terrible uh bereavement of everyone around me who hated me tapping on all this shit right. and hating me singing stuff yeah i think it made me a better musician and i was just thinking as i was doing this the other day on my walk i was like i need to be doing this more this is this is like it's annoying <laughs> but it, i think this is what we do i mean if it's good enough like most things if it's good enough for clark terry it's good enough for you right exactly you know exactly and i mean look this is really the way you start to hear stuff i mean we talk about listen this is like the actual manifestation of listening and hearing stuff um so it's just yeah singing and you know i remember like when i first started started to learn some drums even when i, I was didn't have access to a drums a lot but i do it like in the band room and i started learning some beats and so i would start doing that and you know just Right. And then work on like independence of the hands and stuff. And like, I always feel like that helped me later on write for drums and, and be able to play with drummers, you know, for sure. stuff like that. Remember those desks in the 80s and 70s that had the big hollow where you would put your book underneath, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect drum. Yep. I mean, you could, I it could. It was almost like that. What's the Brazilian, um, the, yeah. the, the, not the Bayonne. The, uh, um, the uh, what is that the called? The one that Montez always brings to the Christmas concert. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly. It's Peruvian. Oh, it's Peruvian. Yeah. Or, oh, wow. What is it? Cajon. 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 That's right. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, it's the, there was those desks. Wait, is in that this. cajones? Is that the same? No? That's a different? I'm oh, sorry. Okay. I didn't know cajon. <laughs> those cajon desks were perfect. plural is cajones. Were perfect cajones. Yeah. yeah, you could put some snares on the back of those That's right. Those joints. You could really do some damage. But yeah. I, yeah, I think you're totally right, man. I mean, think about like, I think about, I was doing that all day. There's no doubt in my mind that the hand-eye coordination it takes to do stuff like And then you start exactly, you start putting like triplets. Yeah, yeah, over the bar stuff on it, you start like improvising. Even let's, though you're not a great drummer, we're pianists, right? We're let's not do little, Let's do a little rhythmic improv. All right, ready? Okay. All right, I'll go. Oh man. Okay, hold on. <laughs> yeah, hold let's on. get our mics. Yeah, let's go. <laughs>
Bam! You can have that for free, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> You're still going to ask for change. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I think that that's, that's, you know, rhythmic conceptions, melodic conceptions. Getting away from the instrument can be such a profitable time for us in our development if, we, if, if we're open to it. Love it. So what Ow. was the question? Ow. Oh, what are some things you could do away from your instrument? So that's it. So listening, vocalizing, drumming, it all sounds trivial. I mean, you could certainly, you know, do some exercises in your brain. Um, I would also say you could practice uh, like, <laughs> this sounds weird, but again, going back to the integrity of being an artist and being a performer, you could practice going like, how long can you go saying exactly what you're thinking? Mm-hmm. Because that's something that it takes courage to do yeah. in real life. And that's something that is, I think, directly translatable to playing music in front of people. Mm-hmm. How long can you go playing what you're hearing in your head without judging what's about to happen and trying to be cool? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? This is how it's what artists do, man. Three seconds. Exactly. <laughs> no, it's freaking tough. Okay, uh, let's keep going here. By the way, uh, Hermeto has a question that he's asked twice, and I just want to put out there, Hermeto, if you're still here, you say, can you please give examples of tips of when you were using the one-tone scales? And I don't know what that means, and I'm not sure, Peter, if you know what that means. No. But if you could clarify what you mean, Hermeto, we don't really know what that means, but we'd love to answer your question. I mean, is a one-tone scale... That's hard. Didn't we kind of just do that on the table? <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, George says, is this thing on? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jake, should mention some pianists to start out with transcribing albums, artists, something easy to hear. Great question, Jake. Oh, yeah, to start. So let's see. Well, you know, we're always talking about uh, Freddie Freeloader, Winton Kelly solo. I wouldn't, it's a relatively simple solo, I think. I don't know if it's total beginner to start mm. out, but hold on. <laughs> Come on now. Sorry. Allergies, not COVID. Allergies, not COVID. Thank you. Um, the, what's the, okay, I would say horn players before almost any piano solos would be good ones. Miles Davis. Yep. I like this solo on, well, there's several versions of it, but the main, the the first approved take on Bag's Groove. Yep. The Green Album on Prestige. I think it's called Bag's Groove. Uh, Miles Davis. I think that one is is very it's very beginner in that it's approachable. It's not like going to take you five minutes to transcribe. You still got to, you know, something to dig into. Um, but I think that's really good. Uh, the Thelonious Monk soul action on there is relatively simple. I always like to kind of gravitate towards that. But you, wh- whatever you want to find, like what's even better is to find a solo that you love, that you've listened to a lot, like the simplest solo that you can find and just do one chorus from that. Like literally think of all the different tracks or albums that you like. Yeah. And then try to go through and find what is the one with the least number of notes in it on any instrument. Totally. And that's where you should start because you already know it. You've heard it. You can hear it. But, you, you know, the process of learning, it's going to be so much easier if you take something that you love and know already. Yeah, I'm going to put Sonny Rollins' Blue 7 solo in Ooh. that in that camp as well, especially if you take just the first few choruses, yep. which, by the way, when you're starting out, this is totally legal. Yes. Don't let anybody tell you you have well, to. Well, the jazz police, you got to. Don't tell the. Don't let the jazz, jazz police tell you that you have to know every single note of the entire. I mean, yes, ideally, yes, <laughs> eventually. But if you're like stuck and you don't know what to do, uh, like uh, speaking of Bag's Groove uh, at the Monday Transcribing Club that we have here at Open Studio that we're going to start very soon again, we did um, Oscar Peterson solo on Bag's Groove from Night Train, mm. and the first I would say two choruses, three choruses even of that solo are very simple and he just is in the pocket laying down some amazing blues language so 
Stuff like that can be really helpful. The first chorus of Bill Evans' solo on Autumn Leaves from Portrait and Jazz. Yep. Easy to hear. Yep. Actually, the first solo on Herbie Hancock on uh, One Finger Snap. Easy to hear. It's relatively simple. It's not very fast. Right. Then it kind of takes off after that. It takes off. Yeah. After, all, all these do kind of by the you know by the end of Oscar solo. It's like who can who can hear that? You right. Know? He's right. doing all this crazy stuff. Same thing with Herbie. But I think for the start of those, it's very easy and accessible to get into, uh, in my opinion. Great, great. 